welcome to another episode of Tell the Damn Story. I'm Chris Ryan, and with me as always... As always, Alex Simmons, because if I were anything uh, else, it would be ridiculous and, and, that's and true. problematic. How are you, Alex Simmons? How I am fine. This week? I am fine, I am fine, and you are you fine? Are you happy and wonderful and, and, and all that? Uh, things are going okay, things are going okay. Um... Uh, I went through a thing that um, writers go through uh, on a, a cyclical basis. And uh, what was earlier that? Earlier this week, I went through three days when I was absolutely, positively sure I should never write another word. What? Um, yeah, yeah, it happens every once in a while. And they're like, oh my God, everything you do is sucks. Da, 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 da. And um, I had been working on a sci-fi piece. I put it to the side. And I opened up uh, Perfect, which is a YA uh, sci-fi piece. And the day I opened it, I got a sentence and a half in. I just started where I was, and I walked away. I was like, this might be the end of my career. Uh, the next day, um, I got further than a, a, <laughs> a sentence and a half. I got through the whole first chapter, and I went out to my wife, and I said, I don't know who I was the last couple of days. But that, par- that that chapter sings. I'm back. Oh. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. What, pretty wild. Pretty wild. Wait a minute. I got to back up. What made you think, or what do you think made you think or feel that it was time to hang up the hol- the holsters and and retire well, or whatever? I, I think it's a combination. You know, I'm um, I'm looking at. Uh, 2019 and what I am going to do and not going to do and what I'm going to, you know, book and what I'm not going to book. Uh, and I am independently published. And that is, I haven't been published by another company uh, in years because I haven't even approached another company. So um, that's weighing on my soul. And um, every conference that I was thinking about, I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't deserve to be there until I'm published again. In, in whatever you would call the lit press, you know. Mm. Um, I think I think part of it was uh, when we finally got the uh, print copy of Trial by Fire, Trial by Ice, um, I, I put a notification up on social media, and with minutes, uh, uh, I got an, um, an editor from Canada asking why it's double-spaced. And uh, my explanation was we go through a, a wide range of audience, so we want to make sure it's easy to read for everybody. And his only response was, big mistake, best of luck with it anyway. And I thought I thought I had just, you know, you know, brushed it off and kept going. But I think that might have been the first thing that started to turn. Uh, it happens, you know, and you, you hear a, ne- a negative review or something, and it can subconsciously ignore it, you know. But, you know, it, I, I also know the ride, you know, um, whether you're surfing, which I had never do, you know that you're going to, uh, the wave is going to last a certain amount, or if you're on a roller coaster or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so, so that was an interesting experience this week. Wow. Um, you, you didn't happen to get that guy's address did you because i know some people in canada <laughs> <laughs> well you know god bless them everybody has an opinion you know yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah no they're, they're like body parts yes but, they are um i'm i'm in a place now where i'm listening to everything and looking at everything and trying to learn more but and, um and that's and a good we'll place to be to that in the what caught your eye section but um i couldn't wait to hear i'm going to 
veer away from this for a moment. Um, we're going. We always start with some trending. What's trending, right? Well, and, yeah. We, we, uh, we, we, your choice of what's trending this week first surprised me, and then I went out and watched it uh, probably five times in a row. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. So uh, you were talking about the Doom Patrol trailer. Yes. Talk to me, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, and for me, trending is. If anybody sees my wardrobe, don't know. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not somebody who follows trends in, oh, in, in fashion. We, we are not trending influencers. Right. No, We're not at all. What we see is breaking now. Right. 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 So across the board, clothing, whatever, whatever. I'm not always following, but you know, there's a couple of things electronically that I won't, you know, go into. But there are a couple of things electronically on on like the tablet and things where. You know, news breaks and things pop up, or they're just right there. And and Google seems to be leaning towards constantly letting me know what DC and Marvel are doing. That seems to be a big thing. It's always like the top headers there, and which is nice because politics suck. So the first thing that popped up to me a few days ago was this remark about Cyborg being a part of the Doom Patrol. And I went, you know, I initially went, whoa, wait a minute, that's not the way I remember the comic. But then I thought, well, yeah, but I haven't read the comic in a long time. And I've kept abreast of it to some degree, but, you know, do I really care? And I went, no, okay, Cyborg, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they do with him, because aside from some of the other people who've worked on that character in that series, David Walker, who's a buddy of mine and everything, I think really did a nice job, was on the book for a while. So I'm saying, okay, so wait a minute, they took him from the Titans, which he's in the cartoons and all that, they took wow. him from that and they put him, how is that going to work? So that was percolating in the back of my mind, much like that guy from Canada and yours. And then this, you know, uh, yesterday and this morning, once again, pops up. But this time, it's what they called a trailer on uh, the Doom Patrol. It. It's really them taking a picture. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm so, I mean, first off, a trailer to me is clips showing me what the show is going to be about, or what the movie's going to be about. <clears throat> the high points. Much more of a teaser. Yeah, this was... This was a holiday greeting card. It's really what it was to me. You know, what did, what did you think about the visuals of the team? Um, it looked like, you know, and, and again, everybody, you know, forgive me, but here I go. It really looked like I was. It was a cross between ABC Movie of the Week and the Return of the Return of the Wizard of Oz, because. Um, I mean, they've got they've got a, a new character they've added to the Doom Patrol, which the little is girl, the little the younger girl, which is uh, yeah. crazy whatever, and okay, so she looks like a you know um, sort of a an Oliver Twist runaway, you know, but with a little bit of uh, street punk in there. Okay, then they've got uh, you know basically Beaver's mom. That's what that's what you know the the right John now. Which character do you think she is? Is she a last girl or? or Giant girl. No, whatever. she's yeah, she's whatever the one that grows. That's that's it. Yeah, she's, she's got that look. Right. But she also looks like she, you know, she's at home in the kitchen waiting for. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, and then they have cyborg, sort of. Right. And and I understand. This is a low rent cyborg. Yeah, I I understand they're talking about the expense. You know, I I've been hearing things about the cost of doing a TV show because of some project I'm involved in. So I understand studios trying to save some money here and there. But, you know, again, the look is, here's a, here's a black kid with, you know, a nice athletic zip-up jacket on, and he's got a Halloween mask on one side of his face. 
So that was that was that looked like something you buy for your kids from Toys R Us and you pop it on. Okay. I I was trying to figure out why Cyborg, and I went from the trailer to a couple of these videos that that do these sort of review or they they telling you they know why. Twenty year old kid going to tell you the history. This guy had hair like the. the X-Men version of Quicksilver, right? Okay. And uh, he was going on. The only the closest he came was saying that um, for some part of one of the runs, um, Beast Boy was not a member of the Doom Patrol, but he was kind of like Doom Patrol adjacent. Like he would show up in the comic. Yeah. But he was never an official member. Yeah. So I'm looking at Cyborg and I'm thinking of that Beast Boy thing. I'm saying, you know what? Maybe Beast Boy was too expensive, so they're trying to half-ass it with this. Well, but they've got Beast Boy uh, on Titans. Of the opera type of yeah, uh, they, mask they, on they've Cyborg. Got, they've got Beast Boy on Titans, and supposedly uh, Cyborg and are, are the on Titans. We were introduced to the Doom Patrol with a with a different leader, by the way, a different professor playing a different actor playing the professor, the head of the okay. team. So. There was some, you know, I haven't seen the, the Titans uh, show. I haven't seen so it. So this is going to be on the DC channel. Yeah, well, yeah, supposedly, supposedly. Okay. So again, okay, so there's a. They didn't uh, make that clear. But, well, okay. again, it was a Christmas card. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, really yeah, it wasn't yeah, a trailer. Yeah. It was a Christmas card, and so you asked me what I thought of the look, and basically, you know, you know, we went from cyborg to to uh, yeah. uh, the, negative, the, the man. negative man who looked more like. Uh, the 1930s version of the Invisible Man, which is okay. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. I'm, but I mean, I remember comics where he looked like that. Yes, so, exactly. Uh, and then you go I to see the negative spirit come out. Then, then, I'll, then I'll you know. go to um, uh, the Tin Man, Robot Man. No, I'm I'm saying well, the effect. <laughs> you know, it's the Tin Man. It's 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 Nipsey Russell in you know the Wiz. The Wiz. Yeah. Right, you yeah. know, I'm and again I and then they tell you. That both Negative Man and and um, Metal Man or whatever Robot Man, Robot, Robot there are Man. actors in the outfits, but the voices of these guys are named actors. So right. okay, it's, you know, um, once again, Alan Tudyk is uh, Negative Man, and Jerry uh, Mathers is the Beaver. Blood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, all okay. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is not to not to get in because I don't know what the show's going to look like. I don't know what the scripts are going to be like. I I really don't know anything other than. Okay, you got all these guys. Maybe the show's going to be fantastic, but the references or the remarks around the whole thing was okay. We've thrown Cyborg in, according to what they were saying. And again, this is one source. According to that, he's going to be bringing them their missions, uh, you know, from whomever. Okay, um, I understand the limited budget, not a problem. And really, it's going to be like, what are you going to do with the show? What's going to make it interesting, fascinating, engaging, compelling? Any or all of those things, or is yeah. this going to be a little bit of DC humor? Is this going to be more like Shazam? Well, you know, I was ho- I was holding out to the last frame of this teaser <laughs> because <laughs> I mean I I came I, I guess I stumbled across Doom Patrol is the best way to say this. You know, in like doctor's offices or, you know, it would be in a pile in a friend's house. I wasn't one to run out and buy that comic, mm-hmm. you know. So my experience of it has was always kind of offbeat, you know. And um, I would catch a little bit and not kind of know the backgrounds 
but it was interesting. Um, I just learned from that video. Somebody's released the hounds. Look alike. Um, that it came, Doom Patrol first came out in 1963, like months before X Men. You know, it was it was hard to say that uh, one copied the other. Um, but it was that same kind of feel, outsiders and all that sort of stuff. But that's not at all what I felt from the teaser. And all the art I've ever seen of Robot Man, I don't remember his jaw moving at all. So is that what they're going for? Well, you it's know, I came across. I mean, they what came they, across was was cheap. Yeah, and again, what what I'm going to say here again is based on the Christmas card. Um, the show looks like it's it's going to be a little tongue in cheek, no pun intended, and that you know it's it doesn't have an identity yet. But then again, they haven't shown us them in action. They haven't shown any kind of dialogue conflicts or anything like that. So all we got was a, a bunch of folks cosplayers. You know, it's really what we got. And that the yeah. Timothy Dalton's going to be playing the professor. Okay, fine. Right. You know, and we'll see what they do with that. Um, well, you know, again, I tell you what, all the teasers they did for Titans, I mean, they really pushed that as their flagship. If this is the follow-up, what they do? They spent all their money on Titans? They got nothing left? Well, look at it this way: what what happened with Daredevil and Iron Fist? Well, I think they were. They're canceled because they're coming in. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about first seasons. Uh, Explain. I'm not following. Daredevil blew us out of the water. First season, right? And it didn't. It didn't go bad or anything like that. But you know, but that first season really just everybody freaked. They couldn't wait. It was they were salivating. They were binging all of that. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. What the heck? Well, I I would chalk that up to um, I I think they had the wrong uh, director. Yeah, but you know, all I'm saying, I'm, I'm not even going to question that. All I'm saying is, is this going to be DC's scenario like that? You know, oh, like, uh, you know, I don't know. We're going to see. Right, exactly. And, and you, know, you know, more power to them. I'm not saying don't watch the show or anything. I'm hoping it's going to be fine and fun and all that. Just that first moment of looking at it, and as you said, what's trending, following through that to actually end my, my response, um, just like you were saying a moment ago, you, you, they, they pushed Titans they're telling us that they're building this huge um, arena of television shows around the DC characters, like Swamp Thing and so forth. Uh, Titans is very oh, dark. Stuff, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying Titans, Titans is dark, and, and, and I don't know what they're going to do with Swamp Thing, and I don't know how, what... Well, I mean, you can also watch the old Wonder Woman, if I remember correctly. No, so they I'm... have the old content. The only new thing they have right now is uh, Titans. That's... That's how we're supposed to allow the branding to happen. Right. This All I'm saying, though, that. is they're pushing these shows. They're setting up their universe on television or on streaming or however they want to call it. And the trend is, let us, and it seems to be the trend is flood you with images of this. And we're, we're either going to go dark or we're going to go camp. I'm not sure what's going to happen, and I'm curious. So I think we agree that the teaser leaves us with a big question mark. Mondo. But again, you know, had I not seen the teaser, I would probably still be in the same frame of mind about the Doom Patrol TV series, which is okay. Well, (laughs) I I wish it well. Well, I'd I'd love it to be one of those offbeat cult 
classics, you know. Yeah, it might even be like, like Legend. It it might do well. I mean, Legend yeah. found its voice for a while, and you know that was at first really, and then yeah, it did work. So okay, we'll remember see. Remember the old remember the old show Night Stalker? Yes, I do. Darren McGavin. I I I, I kind of wish Doom Patrol had that kind of feel. Oh, that like would everything be. was just a little weird, and just so they could never really get their balance. That would be cool. That but that would be. So what else? I what else have we got? Going? I don't want to end without any DC love, so I'm going to give some DC love. Oh, okay, go for it. Uh, they have a new Shazam trailer out. The first trailer was fun. The second trailer is funner. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know what? It's it's big in a superhero costume. And you know what? I'm ready to buy my tickets right now. I think it's going to be fun. I think everybody should let it be what it's going to be, just like they did with Aquaman. They let Aquaman be what it's going to be, and everyone had a great time and ate some popcorn. I think the same thing could potentially happen with Shazam, and I wish them the best because I, I just, it has that feel like, yeah, we, we're going to have two winners in a row, and I want that for DC. God bless them. Go for it. Okay. So, next up. Your attention this week. Uh, I got something and then you got something. Yes, you go first. All right. Well, you know, I hated Twitter for a long time. Uh, I kept describing it as a crowded room where everyone is screaming and no one is listening. So, I took matters into my own hand the last, I guess, the last month or so. And I systematically went through all the uh, Twitter accounts that I was following, Twitter pages I was following, and honestly, I took out 98% of the political ones. Just took them out, and then, and what I did do was I started following writers, uh, independent writers, published writers, um, some uh, uh, book companies, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, some writer advice things, all writer community, and. I tell you, the experience of Twitter is completely different for me now. Uh, I feel like I'm a member of a community. Uh, I make uh, a lot more comments, and they're not, you know, some of them is writing advice, you know, and all that stuff. Um, some of it is, like, there's some writers who will just, one day, one guy, I wish I remembered his name. Uh, my fault, I apologize. He just said, hey, what album did you listen to as a kid that you still love? Right. Mm. And not only did I answer with about 12 albums, but <laughs> I read the whole thread with great delight and made comments and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think this is the Twitter experience I was looking to have. So research my advice is if you're not in enjoying Twitter, get rid of all the people you're not enjoying and get away from the bickering and find your, you know, find your tribe. You know, it's funny you mention that because um, that's that's really the the mantra of some of the people that I've been following, mentors and entrepreneurs and so forth, uh, is finding your community, finding your tribe, and and much like you know we've said as writers, finding your voice. I think your voice resonates with your tribe and vice versa. The um, uh, you did it with Twitter. I spent this week not as much time as maybe you did, but I spent a portion of this week doing that with my hashtags. Now, again, why? Well, because when you start out hashtagging, you know, on Instagram, and I have three different accounts to address, you know, my own personal stuff, and then there's a Kids Comic Con and there's Blackjack. 
and so, you know, people will ask to, you know, follow you and vice versa. And some of that I did do for a while. I was never one who went crazy trying to get, you know, a thousand or two thousand followers and all that. I would post and I was still trying to figure out my my posting schedule and the look and all this stuff, you know, because you get a lot of advice. But one of the things I, I found myself doing this week was looking at the hashtags that I had and by advice of a couple of people, including uh, um, uh, an entrepreneur and supposedly a hashtag expert named uh, Alex Tubi, almost lost it there. Um, I started removing a lot of the general ones, you know, like, you know, friends or, or, or fans or family, you know. And like with Kids Comic Con, I went more towards kids art, uh, kids comic books, uh, kids comic art, you know, um, comic conventions, and things that were more specific to the arena that I was, you know, moving within. And I did the same thing with Blackjack and even to some degree with my personal account is, you know, because it's, 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 there's a feeling of either desperate spamming when you just grab any hashtag that kind of sort of maybe ties into what you're kind of maybe interested in, and you just mm -hmm. pare it down, as you did with Twitter, to where am I really interested? What am, what am I really yeah. looking for? What am I really about? Yeah, I, about a year ago, there was that um, advice to, you know, uh, 4,000 hashtags. I just can't do that. I'll do um, three, four you know, if I'm really excited about some post, I'll throw a, you know maybe a fifth or a sixth one. But usually it's one or two. They they throw and, out the uh, number. They say that you know maximum should be thirty, if you're going for a max. But thirty hashtags. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that well, seems a, a lot. To again, me, okay. again, you know, I don't know that everybody does that, but I'm saying that's right. a number that that I've heard yeah, people. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, there's hashtagging or there's Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest for fun. And then there's the using it as a, in your professional life. And I think that yeah. I think you, you have to find just like you did with, with Twitter you have to find your rhythm find your focus, find your community to use that other word and really start to zero in on because you and I in particular, I know some people who are different. But you and I, in particular, we don't we don't like to spend hours and hours on on social media like this. I no, mean, no. If we're I, supposed to be creating stories, do, why I am I spending? Force myself to put on twenty minutes a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I cut out a wee hey, bit of time. Put, and your, if, put your twenty minutes in, Chris. Because yeah, otherwise, it's a rabbit hole, as the phrase goes. It's a rabbit hole. You go down the rabbit hole, and and the next no, thing you know, you it's three hours later. So anyway, that's that was the thing that caught me in trending, and and, and not trending in in what caught my my attention. What was that's yours? Great. That's actually, we got, we got the, uh, me overhauling my Twitter. Right. Um, and I also noticed that like on Facebook, I tend to go on my author page more than my, uh, regular page because again, uh, you know, it's, it's how the nation is right now. And there's, you know, anything can start an argument. I don't want to argue with people. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, so, uh, it, you know. Everybody's got an opinion, so what's a big deal? You know, it's funny um, you should mention uh, arguments or at least intense dialogues because I think un unless you have something more to add to uh, what caught attention, this is a perfect way to segue into the next part right of the Right to the, the meat episode. of the issue. Yes. Right to the meat yes. of the episode. Yes. Yes. Go for it, yes. brother. Okay. So as I'm sure all of you folks know or have heard, whatever your reaction was, 
Black Panther is up for uh, a number. It's received a number of nominations for the Oscars. I can tell you exactly which ones. Go ahead. I had some notes, but go ahead. Let me hear what you have to say. Academy Awards, it is up for Best Achievement in Music, Written for Motion Pictures. Right. Original score. Right. Best Achievement in Music, Written for Motion motion Pictures, Original Song. Right. Best Motion motion Picture of the Year. You're right. Best Achievement in Costume Design. Right. Best Achievement in Production Design. Yep. Best Achievement in Sound Editing. And? And Best Achievement in Sound Mixing. Yes, there you go. So, tonight, it is uh, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Yep. And it is up for two nominations. Right. Um, The second one is interesting that they included it, and then I'll tell you the bigger one. Yeah. Outstanding Action Performance by a Stunt Ensemble in a Motion Picture. They remember the stunt people in Black Panther, which is pretty cool. But the biggest one tonight for them, and the only other uh, nomination they got, was Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture. And they specifically name, and please correct me if I mispronounce, uh, Letitia Wright, Andy Serkis, Danielle Kaluuya, Dene Guerra, Winston Duke, Chadwick Boseman, Forrest Whitaker, Lupita Nyong'o, Michael B. Jordan, Martin Freeman, Sterling K. Brown, and Angela Bassett. And I am, man, wouldn't that be great to see that group of people up getting the SAG Award tonight to push them towards the Oscars? That would be fantastic. Uh, Well, you know, first off, um, all of this is wonderful. Also, they they got a Golden Globe nomination, too. Um, But all of this is wonderful. But what I found, or not, but... They actually got three gold blues. And, and what I found intriguing was um, some of the dialogue that's been going on out in the world behind this. And, and uh, it came to a point, luckily for me, because of my nature, it came to a humorous point in one of my classes. Uh, I teach um, screenwriting and, and filmmaking, and I was uh, in one of my classes, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. But bottom line... So a lot of talking about reactions, a lot of reactions to the Black Panther movie getting nominated, period, for Oscars, and then such and such and such. And I, I have not, thank goodness, been in, in the, 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 the company of people who have gone on some sort of major tangent, or you know, either racial or otherwise, but I've heard a lot of sort of snarky remarks, not from everybody, but you know, snarky remarks like, really? And... Come on, it's just this, and I mean, come on, it was a, it was that, and uh, yeah, I don't think it really is worthy of, and blah 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 blah, and so you know, most of that was flying around me, sort of like like dust motes for a while, and then I was in my class this week, and it came up that you know it was nominated, and one of the students uh, brought up the fact that he didn't really feel that it. It should get it because you know it was it was a fun movie he enjoyed it but it wasn't it was all that it was just a superhero movie it was just you know good guys versus bad guys and then someone else said something similar but then threw in there although I did like and then a third student said yes but the relationship between T'Challa and and Killmonger and then and it and it went so after a while I leaned back and I just, for 10 15 minutes I sat. And I just watched this dialogue begin to engulf something like 15, 16 students 
bam, 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 bam. And nobody, nobody losing their cool, nobody saying anything vile, but just serious, intense dialogue about, you know, these elements that up until, you know, maybe the first seven minutes into the, into the discussion, it was just a superhero movie. It, it was only special effects. It was only, you know, good fight scenes. It was this... But then when it, when it had run about 15 minutes or so, I stopped it quietly. I chuckled. One of the students looked at me and went, why are you laughing? I said, well, I said, I want you to consider that you, you started out by saying the movie was only, you know, superheroes, costumes, superpowers. There was nothing else going on. And then within 15 minutes of just letting you guys talk, you talked about racism. You talked about, you know, people being... Uh, ostracized. You talked about nations not supporting others, not helping others. You talked about power struggle. You talked about nurture versus nature. And 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 they were all looking at me like, so for a movie that didn't have any of that stuff, wow, you <laughs> pulled a whole lot out all of a sudden. And the end comment was, from me, because I'm the teacher, the end comment was that you can tell a good story about something, about something real and factual or emotional or whatever, Within any genre, if you do your homework, you do the work, you do it well, you tell the story well, it can be about so much more than fill in the blank. And that sort of made me wonder, though, why do people, or not all, but why do some people dismiss the value of a film because it's animated or because there are people running around in costumes? And certainly there's a lot of trash or a lot of, you know, uh, bubblegum material out there. But why would you assume, especially after you sat through it, obviously enjoyed it, and then on a deeper level didn't even realize that you pulled all this stuff out? So I just you know, it made me think about: is that elitism? Is that you know your parents back in the day saying, "Well, you know, comic books are only funny books; they're not real literature." What is that? Well, I, I think there's a little bit of that. But one of the things uh, I'm echoing that—I don't know why I'm echoing that, though, buddy. You still there? I'm here. Yeah, I hear my voice coming back to you. Um, all right, we're going to see what we can do. So um, to those people, before we start getting into that uh, discussion, I would point them to the IMDb page because if we put the Academy Award nominations and the Golden Globe nominations and the Screen Actors Guild nominations to the side, there are 60 other award shows around the nation, in some foreign, uh, that nominated Black Panther for some kind of recognition. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, I think that you have gone beyond the is it worthy if you can come in with a resume of 60 other award shows saying, hey, how you doing? Um, I'm going to get to your topic. I am concerned going over that list. Because while Black Panther is nominated very often here, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't win nearly as much as I was hoping they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, BET, they won. This, they won. That, they won. But um, across the board, a lot of nominations. Not a lot of nods. And I'm concerned. And I hope Screen Actors Guild starts to turn this around tonight. I'm concerned that this is another one of those... Um, uh, desegregation uh, uh, moves, you know, 
Like, uh, you know, we forced desegregation in schools from, you know, after Brown versus Board of Education. Well, that didn't mean we had to give them the same uh, schooling, you know. Mm -hmm. And to this day, 2019, we can still have that argument. And I'm, you know, this, if you really look, if if they really look at Black Panther, it begins as a superhero movie. But if you sit through it, it's a world culture movie. It's, you know, it's Hamlet. You know, it's, um, it's you know, the struggle for who has the right to have power. And the, the journey of how does uh, a, a young man, uh, you know, in Prince in this case, who did not want to be king, wasn't looking for it right now, is forced to it. Be that? How do you be that king? You don't feel like you're ready to be. Well, it's there's a number you know? of really powerful themes in the film. Yeah, so it, but you can match any of those themes with Oscar winners from the past 50, 75 years. And 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 I don't debate that with you. As a matter of right? fact, one of the so things, why is it a problem? Because and, I'm, I, and here's being, I'm being almost facetious here. Yes. Why is it a problem? Because it's Black Panther. Well, it's because it's Black Panther. Well, you know, A, I'm going to go with that, but I'm also going to say, I'm going to say also that if people want to look, just for a moment, because again, I did this cursory before I, before we start, we jumped on the record, as an action film, an action adventure film, and yes, you know, you, you talked about some of the heavier themes, but as an action adventure film, uh, I'm just going to name one, two, three, four, five, six movies that have won uh, Oscars over the past few years. Ben-Hur. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, From Here to Eternity, Star Wars, Mad Max, Fury Road, and Braveheart. Okay, so of those, right, I think you can point to Mad Max, I think you can point to Lord of the Rings, um, there's one other that you listed that Star I Wars? Huh? Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. Those three, you can argue, are, are in the same genre as this particular comp, this mm-hmm. particular movie. Um, I would I would argue that Spider Man Into the Spider Verse helps Black Panther because I think it defined a comic book movie. You know, it had sound effects on the screen. Mm-hmm. It had thought boxes. Some once in a while, it had what looked like panels. That's a comic book movie. It had a These quirky Porky Pig character are, running around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, these movies are sci-fi movies. They are adventure films. Sword and sorcery. Yeah, yeah. All, but all of which have already been honored. Yep. So and those are just a few. List, if I spend time, know, I could go with more. I could pull up more. Yeah, yeah. So. So which is it? You tell me. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Which is working against this movie more? Uh, that it's a, a Marvel movie or that it is a black movie? Let me, let me say this, and I'm not trying to be uh, politically correct here. I'm not. This is, this is me being true to my nature. I don't have data in front of me that I could look at and say, absolutely, it's this or it's that. What I will say my gut feeling is that it definitely race plays a part in it because if this thing gets too much bigger, Jesus, what does that mean? 
What what could happen next? What are they going to do next? My God. So there's one. There's one. By the same token... Wait, clarify before you move on. What exactly do you mean there? Okay, well, what I mean is I think that, yeah, there's a certain amount of pushback or resentment that it's a... I mean, God, I mean, it's not it's not a film with a black person. It's, we're not talking Lilies of the Field or Guess Who's Coming to Dinner where we got Sidney Poitier running around. We got one. You know, we're not talking about a couple of movies where we got two or three. And you're not talking about token black people. You're talking about a movie that has token white people. I, <laughs> those are your words. My words specifically... Yes, they are. And if anyone hates them... My I'm specific, but you, you asked for my opinion, so you're time. asking for my it's opinion with my words. So my words are, my words are, my words are, this was a movie with black people, about black people, moving through a world of other than black people. There were tons, a sea of black people. There was a, a there are black people in numerous vocations with numerous levels of power, elegance, and majesty. This is hard for some folks to swallow. This is hard for some people to even look at. This is disgusting for some people to even believe it might have been possible. So for those people, tough. For the rest of the world, it's, was it that good a movie? Meaning, you know, if they put it up against the great films that they love, does this hold up? Blah, 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 blah. So I would say, for me, without, like I said, actual data in front of me, my gut reaction is yes, race plays a part in it. Is it everybody's reaction about the race card? No. But definitely it's a big part of it. Big part of it. And, and what, I'm, what you brought up about them getting a lot of nods but not getting a lot of wins, that is too bad. That is too bad. I'm going to look at this from, again, my point of view. They did it. Yeah, that, that movie true. that movie true. did everything and more than we hoped for. And having seen it in two different theaters, having talked to a number of people since it first came out, black, white, and so forth, male, female, blah, 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 the things that I found most interesting about it in terms of audience is, yeah, I expected different types of people, different backgrounds, races, whatever, to have different reactions, whether they loved it or not. But what I found interesting was, what message were they listening to? And who did they think promoted that message within the movie? So, and again, this is not a, this is not a, a we're not going to turn this into another sort of a whole dialogue about the movie and start to dissect the movie and everything. But, for instance, my, my, uh, my curiosity was piqued when everyone would mention that Killmonger was talking about how Wakanda failed black people around the world by not stepping up, by not arming them and giving them the things they needed to rise and, and take their proper place in the world, or not helping, not helping, not going out there, not helping our people throughout the world. And by the end of it, Chas McBoseman, you know, T'Challa says, yes, we've, we've got to open up, we've got to participate in the rest of the world. But I would ask people, of all backgrounds and genders and so forth, who else had that philosophy in the film? And and ninety percent of them only remembered it coming from Killmonger, because of the power of his performance, or because of the 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 actions that he he took, the, the his his angry, violent nature. That energy, you know, maybe grabbed them or resonated with them, or because he said it the most, I guess. But the first person to say. I can't turn my back on the world. I've got to get out there and help. I've seen too much 
is the woman that T'Challa is in love with. And she says at the very beginning of the movie. And I can't tell you how many people didn't notice that. Uh-huh. You know, so things like that I find interesting. And I don't know if you know, um, I'm co-editor on a new book that's coming out in, in a matter of weeks called The Black Panther Psychology. Uh, it's already, you can already order it on, um, on Amazon. You know, a hidden, Black Panther Psychology book, A Hidden Kingdom. Um, and uh, myself and Travis Langley are co-editors on the book. There's a number of writers who have participated. This is not a fiction book now. This is a number of um, comic book professionals, actors, and psychologists writing pieces on the psychology and the power and the influence of this character and Wakanda and so forth over the years. And so that's going to be out soon. So, you know, I'm immersed in this, and there's a number of things that came forth about that, the, the people's reactions to the women warriors, you know? So we had Amazons for from Wonder Woman for, for decades. But now people are going, whoa, whoa, those warriors, those women warriors, well, you know? So I, I'm just curious about human nature's reaction to this movie on so many other levels than the obvious. And when the students were talking about the movie, not even a racial thing, although the remark you made about the, the Oscars and maybe they're not going to win anything because it's, or the getting nominated rather because, you know, it's, it's to show that they're not prejudiced was one student's remark. You know, that's out there. That's in the equation. But, you know, to me, it's like, my goodness, you know, wh- is it because it's a comic book character that you think it, there's nothing else going on in there? And then yet there's all of this controversy and all of this, you know, the subtext and, and all this going on that people are connecting to. And and even again, even on a racial level, you know, Killmonger's one is is being conceived of right now in terms of films as one of the most remarkable villains that people have come across in a long time because they understand his story. Some people agree. Yeah. So I mean, again, that's a lot to come from a movie that is only superheroes. You know. So obviously, it is more than that. And so I hope it does win a ton of awards. Based on, again, what was put in the script, which, again, goes back to uh, the original source well, material, goes back to the source material, but then also the costuming, the, the production value, the directing, there's so much wonderful work that was done in this film. I hope it does win quite a few awards. Well, yes, and... and uh... This is the this they Black Panther could go through the same experience that um, the first couple of Lord of the Rings movies went through, and the Star Wars movies, and a couple other movies went through uh, that were of this genre, you know. And they mm-hmm. win the Tech Awards, you know. They may get they may get one or two of the sound editing, they might get the production design, they may get the cons, uh, costume design, right? Yes. Um, there's a lot of competition for best song of the year, right? So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that one. Um, I don't know who they're up against with the best, uh, you know, uh, best score. Or costuming. But, well, I already mentioned that, but, you know, those are all tech awards. Mm-hmm. The Artistry Award, you know, and there's an art to all of it. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. yelling and screaming. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I miss the honor. Best motion picture of the year. And I'll paraphrase Spike Lee. There was an interview with Spike. Um, 
I think it was in the Times um, this weekend, and um, they were talking about this, and and he pointed out uh, one of the recent award winners had talked about uh, opening up the uh, membership. You know that uh, the old guard had to open up the membership to new members, and they have the, the academy announced the very next day that, that they were going to do that. And he said something like six thousand. I, I might be wrong on the number. Uh, around six thousand a year, new members have been grown up. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spike thinks that's one of the reasons why there's more representation because those new members are more diverse than the old members. And they are they are uh, more diverse in their thinking and their voting. And he says, you know, the results of this year's Oscars, we'll see if we're there yet. But the membership is changing. So, you know, keep your head down, keep doing the work and all that stuff. But this is going to be an interesting year to see if there have been enough new members, new no, new voting members to breathe fresh life into the Academy Awards. Yep. yep. Um, be interesting to see. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of competition for those top awards, but you know. Well, you know, again, I'm 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 never going to be not happy that all this is happening, that it was done. Uh, I think in terms of giving something to our audience to uh, take away and chew on and, and then actually send something back our way, hopefully not spitting, is, uh, you know, really, we talked about DC and Marvel, we talked about television, we talked about movies and the value of the storytelling and all of that. And I guess with everything that's going on right now, you know, I'm curious, what do you think of the TV shows and the movie, you know, we mentioned Black Panther in particular, but, you know, obviously there's been Justice League and so forth and so on, and Aquaman. What do you think of these 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 films and these TV shows at this point? Do you think they're going somewhere? Do you think they actually are uh, quality entertainment? Uh, is there... I'm going to start... Go ahead, finish your question. I was going to say, is, is there... Uh, and I'm curious about this, because, you know, they're, they're digging into their vaults on both sides. So is there some character or characters that you would like to see uh, done yeah. as yeah. television or, or full-blown motion pictures? Uh, and okay. I have one you in my head, but I'm going to let you go first, Chris. Uh, you asked me a bunch of questions. First of all, I'm going to quote uh, classic, legendary Giants head coach Bill Parcells, who used to, when people ask him, how's your team doing? You know, How good is your team? And he says, ah, your, your team is as good as your record says your team is. <laughs> right? Okay, so in that case, you look at this genre. You know, you want to call it the superhero genre, you know, heroic genre, sci-fi. The top box office, top 20, 19, 18 of them have some kind of action oriented, right? So as far as box, box office is concerned, if that's your concern on whether you're going to vote for them or not, this stuff is funding the, uh, the majority of the other movies. So, you know, let's, let's give it some respect. Give it some love. Uh, yeah. Does it, does it meet the classic criteria of story making, of storytelling on every level, whether it's the hero's journey, whether it's character arcs, whether it's interplay, whether it's creative foils, everyone. 
Um, have there been some misfires? That, yes. And you can use those misfires to judge the ones that didn't misfire. And they, the movies uh, uh, in particular are improving, but so are the television shows. And there are so many outlets for these stories now. What does all that say? All of that says that there is an enormous appetite for stories about heroes saving the day. And if we look at our world today, we can understand why. Now, you said the vaults, they're digging into the vaults. I would say two things. One, they haven't dug that deep yet. Right? People say, oh my God, we're finished. But we're not finished. Uh, Marvel has thousands of characters and so does DC. So, and, and most of them are somewhere between seven, you know, 50 and 70 or 80 years old. They are that, uh, that long-lasting because they're connecting. Sherlock Holmes wouldn't still be Sherlock Holmes if he wasn't connected. Now, as far as who I would like to see, uh, I would like to see um, the... Wait a second. I'm going to... There I think we he's go. moving, folks. I would like to see the John Ostrander, Tom Mandrake version of the Spectre turned into a live-action movie. Um, it was they had some spiritual and religious overtones. Um, the Spectre is a DC character who, in the '40s, was you know just another costume character, but his story evolved into he was the human host for the Old Testament wrath of God. That's fascinating. Uh, I think that would make um, a really interesting uh, live-action film. Mm-hmm. Also, they're, they're diving more and more into Jack Kirby's uh, creativity, and he's a genius. And I, I love seeing that he's getting more and more... Um, recognition? His, uh, yeah, recognition. Well, I mean, I think they need to, like they did with Stan, I think they need to just hold on a minute and say, wait a minute, all of this... All of this that you've seen so far uh, has some roots with Jack Kirby, you know. Um, Jim Starlin is the creator of uh, Thanos and all that sort of stuff, but so much of the stuff that's coming and that has been in there is there's a hint of Kirby in there. So, you know, cool. Um, So I would say that is the one. I would also say that Marvel is sitting on a multi-film franchise from a uh, a series that didn't get a lot of love. It was called Annihilation, and then Annihilation Conquest, and it was all the space-themed superheroes in a in an intergalactic war on par with Star Trek, with Star Wars, and uh, that's like sitting in their back pocket. And 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 there's dozens and dozens of properties like that. So I think we've got a ways to go. So now, having you said all that. Folks, remember, I'm, I'm also asking you to, to, to chime in. Don't, don't leave the heavy lifting to us. You know, what would you like to see? What do you think has worked? What do you think would work as well or better? You know, what, what, where do you think uh, they, they haven't uh, done enough? You know, I would love to see those thoughts in our comment box, in our email box, whatever you want to do. Um, and I'll throw one out because we're, we're coming close to uh, that say, saying goodbye time is just one, and it is the, the Old Guard series called um, Challengers of the Unknown. I'm looking at that right now. You know, yep. um, that series, 
and and you can you can upgrade it some folks you know and when i say upgrade i'll be very specific the thing i liked about the challenges of the unknown much like i guess maybe some of the appeal of the old batman to me was they were not super powered they didn't have super gadgets they didn't have they were four people who survived a catastrophic accident and theoretically felt like they'd been given a second chance and then took on daring the unknown, you know, going forth and checking out phenomenal uh, or phenomenas and on giant this and, and you know, just supernatural, not by supernatural. The, by the way, who was, who was the uh, artist on that? You know, I'm look Jack Kirby. Jack <laughs> yes. Kirby. Yeah, yep. there you go. You know, the original series. Uh -huh. But, you know, again, no superpowers, no high-tech super, you know, stuff that made them all-powerful. Regular people, no, not regular, top of their profession people from different walks of life who took on these kind of dangers. And the thing that I like about that, and you mentioned Night Stalker uh, earlier. I mean, Kolchak, the lead character, had no superpowers. You know, he was he was fumbling his way through every one of those incredible situations. And I think that leaves your characters vulnerable, more vulnerable than when you give them armor and, or, and a power ring and, and atomic this and all that. So I would love to see a great Challengers of the Unknown either movie or even better, maybe some sort of uh, TV series. But, you know, again, mix it up a bit. I mean, they were four guys. I'm, I'm cool with you changing some gender and then change some nationality in there, make it multicultural, whatever. But four regular human beings who are top of their game who take on the extraordinary. And, and yeah. that would be fun if you could do it. If you could get it done right, that would be fun. Okay, so... so we have that challenge. I want to ask you one more challenge before we go. Me so or them? Yes, and we're going to ask the audience as well. Ah, so, okay. audience, we're asking you to chime in. What property would you like to see turned into a TV series or movie? I have one question for Alex. I have an answer, but I want to see what he has to say. Uh, Marvel is doing... Uh, uh, a uh, TV series with Vision and the Scarlet Witch, another one with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What of all the different characters we've seen on screen, TV, film, which one do you, which, what character might you say, I'd like to see more of this person? Well, oddly enough, uh, two thoughts come to mind, but I'll go for the, the first thought, which would be Hawkeye and Black Widow. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see okay. them because you've got Falcon that's already there and we got Panther movies that's already there and you got Scarlet Witch although she was never my you know my favorite I think the Fantastic right. Four would just no no that doesn't work for me so yeah I think Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch would be kind of cool well, you mean Black Widow Black Widow I'm sorry that's what I meant yeah, yeah. Black Widow well they they just announced that they are developing and getting ready to shoot Black Widow uh, she's finally getting her own film and that there was, uh, it was you know why I said Scarlet? That, that's the actress. <laughs> uh, it was leaked that they were considering that to possibly be their first R-rated movie. I'm not sure what that means, but I do hope to see more of Hawkeye in there. He would be my choice. I think you, Renner is a great. You might actor. want to rephrase that. I think Hawkeye is a great character. <laughs> I'd like to see more of both. What was that? You might want to rephrase that. Why? Well, you said it might be their first R-rated movie, and then you said, I if, I hope to see more of Hawkeye. You know, might want to put some distance between those two phrases. Well, I said <laughs> I'm not sure what they mean by that. I hope it, 
I hope it's not a sexist situation. It may be because she's an assassin. Um, that there might be more violence, you mean? Yeah, possibly. Hmm. I think that might, you know, uh, much like when we talked last episode of uh, uh, The Punisher, she's an assassin. So, you know, we might see more of that. Um, but I, I think it's a great movie to include Hawkeye in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Renner and the character of Hawkeye both deserve more time. Although the rumor is uh, he has a bigger and more important arc in this uh, upcoming Avengers Endgame. So we'll see. Right. We will see. That we will see. Okay. Uh, people, tell us what you want to see. What do you want to see? Right. What do you want to see? And, and what do you think of what's come before? That's fine, because that way we can see where, where you where you think it worked and what you would now like to see someone do. Um, my... my um, my my hope is that you know again that they, as they continue to do this, that they get better and better. Oh, and, and Chris, one last quick question before we say those famous words, uh, and we can save this for the next episode. Henry Cavill uh, is I'm not going to be playing Superman anymore, and I'm just curious for the next episode or something like that. What do you think about that, and what did you think of his performance as that character? I'll tell you right now. I thought he was a really good Superman that they didn't give enough time to. Uh, Man of Steel, uh, that, they were a little off the rails for that movie. Mm-hmm. Batman vs. Superman, they went more off the rails. And then Justice League, he had to be the villain for the half. You know, those last 20 minutes, 25 minutes of Justice League, you finally got to see Superman, the kind of Superman we've been hoping for since way back in the Christopher Reeves time. You know? I think they should back up the Brinks truck and get him to sign on and give him, you know, give him another shot at it and bring people really good storytellers, uh, people who love myth-making, you know, um, who's the main DC guy? Uh, he was a comic book writer and now he oversees... Oh, God, Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff, um... Jeff Johns? Yes. Yeah, I think Jeff Johns um, or Joss Whedon or something like that, although mostly Jeff Johns for DC, uh, I think they would turn out a Superman movie for the ages. And it, there's, there's plenty of life in that character. So, folks, you've, you've heard it here. Let us know what your thoughts are. Are we on par? Are we on the ball? Are we on target? Are we off in space? What do you think? Let us know, get back to us, send us your thoughts, your words, um, your cornbread, anything. And we'll be here again one more time to do what we do so well, which is... Tell the damn story. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Peace.